We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Kiva Blakesley. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking with a very special guest, award-winning musician Tom Chapin. Plus, we will be discussing the films Ride Along and The Lunchbox, as well as talking with our new Kids First film critic, Haley. Uh, So to start off the show with us, like I said, we have a very special guest, Tom, who is an award-winning singer-songwriter. And we also have with us John Wood, who is the uh, music expert here at Kids First, who goes through all of the music submissions we get and picks out the best of the best. So thank you both for being with me today. How are you doing today, Tom? I'm doing great, but my last name is actually Chapin. Chapin. All right. My apologies for that. And um, how are you, John? I'm good. My last name is Wawad. Oh, it's actually Wood. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Um, So, Tom, why don't you tell us a little bit about your style of music and the message you send? Well, I've been a, uh, uh, when I was 12 years old, I started playing uh, folk music with my brothers, my older brother, the late great singer-songwriter Harry Chapin, and my younger brother Steve. And we were a, a, a folk group, meaning guitar, banjo, and bass, and sang for about 10 years together. And in some ways, I've been doing that ever since, playing music that's uh, in the folk world. Um, but a- as my life has gone on, there's been all kinds of other things that that, that have grown into it. And um, uh, I have 23 CDs now, and um, 13 of those are uh, family CDs. Uh, I call them family music rather than kids music because it's for uh, parents and grandparents with their kids as opposed to kids by themselves. And the newest one, I think the one that we're going to talk about tonight, is called The Incredible Flexible You, A Song Bag of Social Clues. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, it's an award-winning CD I'm very proud of. Yeah, and uh, folk music is one of my favorite genres, and I think the fact that you've been able to turn that into family music, like you said, is incredible. And I love that you call it family music because it bothers me so much when there's like a lot of children's music and it's like strictly for like just little kids to like sit and listen to by themselves. But I feel like with your music, the whole family can get together and listen to it and get something out of it, which I think is incredible. Um, and congratulations on winning awards for so much of your music and your uh, discography collection is fantastic. Um, so what inspired you to get into the world of writing uh, music for families? Well, uh, 25 years ago, gosh, uh, 1988, my daughter Abigail was eight. And my daughter Lily was six. 
and it outgrown exactly what you said you didn't you didn't like, which is you know little toddler music, three little duckies, and and uh, and uh, at that point the guy who was the best at that was a guy named Raffi, and he did wonderful records for two and three year olds, but when you're six and eight that seemed like old stuff, you know you know stuff that you totally had outgrown. Absolutely. And I realized my kids that were at that point really understood story and uh, and and humor. And the songs they liked were songs from up by the Beatles and uh, Bob Marley and the Eagles. They could sing along. And I realized, you know, not a lot of music for this age, four to say ten or so, when uh, when kids always go off into something their parents don't like in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought it's the last chance you get to get a chance to do stuff that, that my kids would really like and I would like as well. So that that became the first family recording called Family Tree way back in 1988. And I've been doing this, uh, as I say, for 25 years now. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. So John here has listened to uh, some of your music. So John, do you have any questions for Tom? Yes, Tom, what is the average rainfall in the Amazon basin? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot, you said it is. No, uh, Tom, we actually, uh, I've, I've followed you for, for years and years and uh, uh, I've done like 8,000 performances with a group of, uh, called J.P. Nightingale, and you've always been at the at the center of uh, kind of. Uh, I, I put you in that group with um, of the of the icons of family music, with uh, with Raffi and Fred Penner, and all uh, uh, can go on and on and on. Uh, Sharon Lewis and Bram, and which we go back, which really kind of set the pace and um, you picked up where a lot of people I admired. Um, I'm, I may be mixing and matching here, but uh, but Burl Ives and a lot of people that sang songs and told a story that actually even back then was uh, was family music. I love your new album. Uh, the production value on your new album is off the charts. Oh, thank you so much. Well, that's my uh, my new collaborator and and, uh, and co-producer uh, Phil Goldston, who has a whole other career as a pop writer, and uh, and he he and I did this together, and it was really great fun. And I, I can see where you know your influences in, uh, with Phil as well. There's a there's a lot of Beatlesque type of vibe <laughs> going on, you know. Yeah, cool. yeah. We did a lot of, of of the kind of Beatles vocals and uh, and stuff on that. It was really fun. Yeah, the layered vocals are the layered vocals are really cool and uh, really enjoyed the album. And you're always progressing or progressive, as it were, in in your projects, and that's what it's all about. That's the that's the hallmark of um, uh, a fine musician. Well, you know, the wonderful thing about it is that, that, uh, in your life, uh, it's really, uh, it's a career, but it's also a life, you know, yeah. and, and you're looking for something as any writer does, uh, that, that gets you excited. And I've been very lucky to bounce into stuff that, that interests me. And this, this did very, very strongly because the, 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 uh, the CD is, is, uh, based on and, 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 and accompanies a, uh, a textbook and a curriculum uh, invented by a woman named Michelle Garcia Winner uh, that addresses uh, uh, social thinking. Uh, uh, the idea of some kids have, have a hard time knowing how to be part of the group and how to do social uh, work. And uh, some of them are on the, the autism spectrum, uh, yeah. the high in the spectrum, those who can talk. And she invented this whole concept. And then three other women wrote a book and uh, curriculum and storybooks that uh, that these songs accompany, and that's it's, incredible. Uh, that's yeah, awesome. So, so what's really fun about it is that 
that's so uh, that's uh, that's one side of it and that's what we thought we were doing at the first but then when you put music to these concepts you realize they're for everybody because the music you know comes in a different part of your brain and part of your body than <laughs> just words do and uh and it so it so it becomes a, a, a recording for for every family I think that's incredible. That's awesome. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And right now we are talking with a very special guest, award-winning musician, Tom Chapin. And we are also talking with John Wood, who is the music expert here at Kids First. Um, Tom was just telling us all about his amazing work. And uh, let me just say that we are all fans of yours here at Kids First. Thank um, you. So like you were saying, you've sort of grown up with music and, you know, So do you think that has helped you in your creative process by being surrounded by, you know, so many individuals that share the same passion as you? Well, it always does. Uh, I think my dad was a jazz drummer. My mom was very musical as well. I loved opera and stuff. So we grew up with a, in a house full of full of music. And uh, and uh, then my brothers and I um, uh, created our own kind of my dad was a jazz player. And but we became uh, the folk world kind of interest, interested us. And uh and now I have these guys, collaborators who I work with and have for many, many years, uh, John Forster and Michael Mark and John Cobert, and now my new new collaborator, uh, Phil Galston. And so music has always been to me kind of a family affair. You know, it's not me solo. It's it's a, it's a, a group of people getting together and making music together. And of course, that's what the, the concerts are as well. It's, the audience becomes part of the part of the uh, the music, you know. And that's the wonderful thing about family music is that you, you get uh, a, uh, it's participant participatory you know you get uh it's really important what the audience does and that's i think one of the important things in my life i learned it from uh, the best pete seeger way back when and who is still alive actually 94 years old and i've done a lot of concerts with him recently which is great mm -hmm. so um before you were talking a little bit about how your music and um, some storybooks have been used to teach children that may have some trouble learning in a more uh like stereotypical way so how do you think that music can influence youth in a way that other forms of education can't and that standard forms of education can't well in some ways you never know i mean i always start with the fact that that, that music and, and what i do is an entertainment but it's an entertainment with a lot of ideas pictures mm -hmm. ideas we try to be uh uh really every every song has has an we try to be really make it interesting so that I, I, I don't get too technical here, but there's a thing about children's music that uh, it's, it, it doesn't have to be simple, but it has to be clear. You know, uh, you're t remember you're talking to not just a conversation with, with you guys and adults, but you're having a conversation with a four-year-old or a six-year-old as well. So uh, if, you're, if you're doing something which is uh, kind of complicated, they, you may lose them. So the difference between writing for grown-ups and writing for kids is that the kids, you got to be really clear that you're, it's got to be fun and interesting, and you have to get what I call through the neck of the bottle. Get, you have to get it started, and once you get it started, and if the story or or humor or word games or there's all kinds of ways to do it, but uh, whatever it is, it's got to be fun and interesting, and otherwise you lose your audience. And that's one of the great things I think about doing kids music is that it forces you to be interesting, fun, you know, and and, and that's a great delight. Absolutely. Well, quickly, before we're out of time, I'll pass it back to John. And um, again, Tom, thank you so much for talking with us. I think your music is incredible, and I think your message is awesome as well. Uh, thanks so much. 
Absolutely. Um, that was a good point uh, about the, you know, the uh, many, 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 many albums cross my desk and there, there can be a condescending uh, aspect to a lot of music as well. Just because you've had a child doesn't make you a children's musician, uh, as it were. And so uh, I'm always striving to find those, uh, those excellent albums like your own that really speak to uh, a larger picture. Well, it's it's uh, I, I agree with you. You know, uh, the ones that drive me nuts are the ones that are sort of preachy. You know, yeah. you do this, and uh, and I think kids are very clear that when somebody says, "You should do this," unless it's funny or or you know it's done in a funny way, but basically when somebody says saying you should, the mind turns off like they're trying to sell me something. You know, yeah, and I'm, just, so, I'm no. waiting for Metallica's wheels on the bus. You know, I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I think it's just, uh, and and that's actually the uh, the delight and the uh, the task at hand. The task at hand is how do you make music that is uh, kid friendly and adult safe? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like the ones that. that have to play it over and over and over and over again. And so uh, that's the task. And and I've I've had a wonderful delight with and my, with my friends uh, in making music like that for a long time. Tom, you should put a, a stamp on your album. You know, adult safe. well i think you've done a fantastic job you know finding that perfect formula to make it family friendly and um again thank you so much for being with us unfortunately we are out of time but guys be sure to go check out the incredible flexible you um by tom and it is fantastic so tom chapman thank you so much for being with us and um john again thank you as always it's a pleasure to have you great great talking to you guys thanks for having me let's take a break i'm your co-host raven devaney And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Network. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hello and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Keepa Blake Swink. And I'm your co-host, Raven Debanny. And you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. And today, we were just interviewing John Wood and Tom Chapman. Chapman. And today also we're going to be interviewing our new Kids First Film, one of our new Kids First Film critic, Haley Powell, and reviewing the films The Lunchbox. And right now I'm interviewing Raven on The Ride Along. Hi, how are you doing, Raven? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself, Kiefer? Wonderful. Very good. Long so, time no talk. <laughs> long time no talk at all. <laughs> so um, can you tell me a little bit about the story of, of this kind of buddy cop film? Absolutely. So Ride Along um, is a comedy slash adventure action type thing um, starring Kevin Hart, who plays Ben, who is a sort of nerdy type of guy. He's obsessed with video games. He's a school security guard, and he really wants to get into the police academy, and his goal is to, you know, make it up through the ranks and become detective and then a lieutenant, you know, and he just, he really wants to have this whole big fantastic life for himself. Um, And so he is engaged um, to a woman whose brother um, is a uh, cop named James and he is played by Ice Cube and he is like the super intense intimidating guy and he always takes on like the craziest tasks and he like shoots up a bunch of places and he's like super intense cop and so he is not thrilled when he finds out that Ben um, wants to marry his sister and he is like no this is my baby sister you can't provide for her so Ben decides that you know he's going to do anything it takes to uh prove to James that he can provide and, you know, take care of uh, James's sister. So James decides that he's going to take Ben on a ride along and they're going to do really boring, mundane uh, cop tasks and like really annoying police work, just like stupid complaints that they might get to try to get Ben to decide that it's not worth it and that it's not like that great of a job. But it ends up getting super intense when Ben and James come face to face with a menace that has been hunted by the law for years. And so the movie takes a pretty big twist. Wow. <laughs> and that's a buddy cop film. It sounds a lot like that movie Peebles, that Pebbles. Oh, that yeah. David Allen Greer, that mm-hmm. one. It sounds a lot like that. And I and I like so it's kind of like um the heat makes the pebble Peebles. I'm yeah, butchering that name, but still, I like buddy <laughs> cop films. I do. I like to go in my living room and just watch a buddy cop film. So, I love the actors. Kevin Hart, this comedic, this comedic guy, and um, Ice Cube, this very tough and rough kind of guy. Mm-hmm. How do you like the How do you like the actors? Did they think they did a good job? I think they did incredible. Um, Kevin Hart is one of my favorite um stand up comedics. Um, he is 
fantastic. I think he's hilarious. And a lot of his uh, material is a lot more mature uh, for our audiences. But I think he did an incredible job in this movie. And he definitely brings his own spice and his own flair um, to the character and made it his own, which is, I think, what a lot of people like. The reason I saw this movie is because Kevin Hart's in it. And I love him. And I think it's awesome that he, you know, stayed true to his character. But also you could tell that it like had his sense of... um, comedy in it and I think Ice Cube was great in it I think it's funny like Ice Cube used to be like this super hardcore gangster and now he's in like a lot of you know comedies and I think it's 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 interesting to see him play a part of like a hardcore cop because he's a pretty intense dude himself and um, I think Kevin and um, Ice Cube did a fantastic job playing off of each other and I think the um, chemistry there and the compatibility for the two characters was fantastic well when you have a comedian going in a movie, you're pretty much going to have to put in your mind back, like, they're going to do their own stuff into it, so as long Absolutely. as you're okay. Well, and them, Kevin has so- actually had a lot of um, films come out this year. He's had three, um, I believe, come out. He had a, oh, one of them was like a romantic comedy, and then this one, and then um, The Grudge Match. Yeah. So he's had he's had three uh, come out and relatively close to each other, so he's he's on a roll, but I think <laughs> definitely people like his sense of of, uh, comedic style so i think that's nice that they kept it in the film yeah and i saw him in grudge match which was pretty funny so mm-hmm. that's another review but <laughs> yes i want to see that very yes bad. again his own comedy there <laughs> uh so this is we were talking about comedy and all the actors and everything how would you enjoy just the general comedy not just from one person but just from everyone um, I thought that the uh, the comedy in the film was good. It it was definitely they, it definitely had a lot of funny parts um, that me and my friends will be quoting. And I went and saw it with my dad, and I just kept looking at my dad and like repeating what they had said on screen because I thought it was so funny. And everyone in the theater was cracking up. There was um, this group of uh, women behind me, and they were a little bit older, and they were just cracking up so much. And it was like so funny to listen to them like laugh so hard. So I think this definitely has comedy that. Um, it's sort of, it doesn't matter what age you are, you know, because it definitely has a lot of adult humor and a lot of references to older films. And um, since Ice Cube is a rapper, it had a lot of references to some of his older material. And um, he uh, and he would bring up, like, lyrics from his songs in conversation, which I thought was pretty funny and clever. And, um, and it got the crowd laughing. So I think overall it had a, a nice sense of comedy. That's good. I mean, when you have, an, when you have a movie where some of them material wouldn't be understanding for kids it's mm-hmm. at least nice for other people to enjoy them because those are those kind of films for them absolutely and it's, and it's good that you weren't the only one laughing because i wouldn't i want to be awkward like oh that's hilarious and everyone's just like <laughs> yeah laughing. just like, looking at me no and i think it was good too <laughs> i mean i understood a lot of the references to the rap music because my dad <laughs> i grew up listening like from the time that i was way too little listening <laughs> to like dmx and ice cube cool. and a whole bunch of like rappers and whatnot um so I understood the references and like I'm sure lots of other you know teens and younger kids wouldn't necessarily get it but I did and you know the adults in the room did so I think it it was nice I like it when movies throw stuff in for you know the older crowd as well yeah it's always great so again we have comedy but there's also action so what do you think like the action was like the cops and everything 
Um, I thought the action was nice. I was actually surprised. It's it's very rare when you find a movie that can master like two genres in one. Like a lot of times they'll try to like throw in, you know, some action and it's just like, no, this is a comedy, like stick to it being a comedy. But it definitely had a lot of action in it and a lot of very real intense situations. Um, I think all of the, you know, stunts were fantastic with, you know, cars and, and flame and whatnot. And there's several explosions and um, it was suspense and there was lots of action and shootouts but also lots of violence, which comes sort of with the genre of action and cop films, which is something to watch out for. But I think the action was pretty good, and it mixed nicely with the comedy. Yeah, but when you hear Kevin Hart and Ice Cube (laughs) in a buddy cop film, you don't immediately think action, you think immediately comedy. Yeah, absolutely. And I was surprised (laughs) with the amount of um, action, and it was, you know, it was very good. Well, that's good. I mean, it's always great to see a film actually extend to other genres, genres yeah. and succeed. Broaden the horizons. <laughs> Broaden the horizons. Perfectly well executed. <laughs> so, instead of like the comedy and action which we talked about, screenplay, like the general dialogue of the film with the relationship with the characters, how was that? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think, honestly, my only complaint about the film, um, whereas, like, writing is concerned, was just how, like, the police academy was set up and whatnot. Because I've been watching, I've become, like, obsessed with cop shows and whatnot. So I, like, kind of have a general idea of how, like, it is in real life. And I think that they sort of glamorized the police department a little bit in this film. Um, and some of, like, some of the lines in the police department were, like, a little bit cheesy. But I think that was the point of the film. Because the film yeah. touched on, like, a lot of, like lines from classic um films there was one um there was one scene in the movie that played off of an older like buddy cop film um and i thought it was so funny because like they they did the exact same lines and it was like the exact same situation and i thought that was fantastic um so i think i think the writing was good there were definitely some cheesy situations but i think that was done purposefully that's amazing well you're listening to Voice. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host Kiefer Blakesley, and I'm your co-host Raven Devaney. And today we were just interviewing John Wood and Tom Chapin on their musical careers, and also we're interviewing our, one of our new Kids First film critics, Haley Powell. And we're reviewing the films, The Lunchbox. And right now I'm still talking with Raven on the ride along. <laughs> and he was, she was talk, telling me about um, how the genres were hilarious and how the comedy was great with Kevin Hart. And it was just a fun movie to watch. And the screenplay and how it wasn't exactly glamorized in Police Academy. Yes. Which, which would have been funny if since we had Police Academy there, we would have had Michael Winslow there. <laughs> yes. Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say that this is a... When I said it was a body cop film, what separates it from, like, other movies? Like, what makes it original? Um, there's definitely a lot of conflict between the two of them, especially considering that Ben isn't even a cop yet. He's not even, you know, in, in the police academy. He's just a, uh, a high school security guard, you know, and um, there's a lot of funny scenes. Well, not a lot, um, but in the very beginning of the film, there is like two funny scenes with him being a security guard um and I thought that was really really funny um so I think it separates it because there's definitely some conflict between Ben and James and Kevin Hart and Ice Cube did a fantastic job portraying that and I think uh this film was fantastic and I think it definitely was original and unique and before I'm off can you give me a 
five, um, how many stars would you give it? I would give it four out of five stars, um, and I would definitely recommend it to anyone who likes Kevin Hart or Ice Cube or likes action or comedy or cop shows or anything like that. And I recommend it for ages 13 and up because there is definitely a lot of violence um, in shootout scenes and also some mature sexual situations and ah. uh, a little bit of vulgar language because, you know, it is Kevin Hart and Ice Cube, and they are known for having sailor mouths. So, yeah, I'd say 13 and up and four out of five stars. Well, thank you so much for telling me about the film. I have to definitely check it out. Yes. <laughs> well, let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Remember my name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Tabani. And I'm your co-host, Keva Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Right now, uh, we are talking with Kiefer, and we are going to be talking about the film The Lunchbox. So, Kiefer, how are you doing? Doing fantastic. Awesome. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about the film The Lunchbox? Well, The Lunchbox is a foreign film shot in Mumbai City, India, and it's about Mr. Sajan, played by Ifan Khan, an accountant who's still grieving over the death of his wife. And 
Ila, played by Nimrit Kaur, a wife who wants more spice in a relationship between her husband. So one day, um, Ila makes a special lunch for her husband in a lunchbox. So it is sent accidentally to Mr. Sajan. Mr. Sajan eats the whole lunch because it's so delicious. And Ila realizes that it was sent to the wrong person. So she writes a note inside the lunchbox with food, sends it to Mr. Sajan. He replies, and what begins, what what begins is sincere and beautiful notes exchanging between these two characters that end up changing their lives. Wow, that sounds like a very emotional film. I think that's that's actually such a cute idea for a movie. Um, wow, that's so adorable. I really want to see this movie now. So, what did you think about this film personally? Personally, I was surprised. Because when I saw the synopsis, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be a, a romantic film and how it's, we don't know who the person is. Total strangers, kind of like other movies that's been done. But they did a whole, showed a new side to it that was very unique about it. Mostly because of the culture it was set in. So I personally was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely sounds, yeah, I could see how you would see, like, it could, it could de- have definitely gone a very cheesy way, for sure. Yeah. Glad that it turned out um, good, because I definitely think that's a fantastic idea for a plot, um, and it's very original. So, what did you think of the film, since it was from India, and it's sort of different than the films that we see in America, and, you know, culturally, it's obviously different. What did you think of it, and how did you react to the differences? Well, when I first sat down, the lights went down, and the first dialogue was in Hindu with English subtitles, I was thinking, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be, most of the dialogue's going to be in Hindu. And it wasn't. There was some English speaking in there, but um, most of it was in Hindu language with English subtitles. Mm -hmm. So that got you into the lifestyle of it, and I really enjoyed that part. And you can see this this whole environment of this city and how it's different from ours. So culturally, it was accurate. And it, gets, it shows you a whole new world that's far different from ours in the United States. Absolutely. So what did you think about the romance and the plot? I know you touched on it a little bit about how it was definitely not just like a cheesy romantic comedy. But um, what do you think about like the, the relationships between the characters and how it developed throughout the film? At first, it's platonic. Mm-hmm. Meaning there's no really connection. They're friends. Yeah. Since these both these both characters have troubles going on in their lives, especially Mr. Sarge and his wife, they finally both have a tunnel to go to. They know they have a place to speak. They have someone to talk to about worrying about someone else gossiping about it. And you get to see these characters open up. And but the relationship, I'm I kind of get this away. They don't really. Okay, I won't, Um, but when you see the film, you'll see that it doesn't go the route that you think it's going to go, and it's, I'm glad they didn't take that route, like the easy route. They really took a very intelligent and unique route. That's awesome. Yay, I'm glad. That's like uh, the first time that that's ever happened in a movie where there's been a male character and a female character, and it's not just like, oh, they fall in love and get married and (laughs) happily ever after. Yay. America needs to catch up with that. We need to stop doing that in movies. Finding <laughs> it's Neverland. so annoying. Finding Neverland. That's that's an American movie you can check out. Because like you said, it's definitely the easy way out to go with, you know, opposite sex characters and relationships. So I'm really glad that they took a different way with that. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing this film. So what did you think of the 
uh, cinematography. Cinematography was vast. We see a lot of the work areas, and again, with a desk job, you think it's not going to be very interesting, but there's a lot of accounting business in there, and there's a lot. It's beautifully done. And when we see, like, them on the trains, because most people don't have cars. They mostly go, they ride their bikes or take the train, and we see it very crowded. We see a lot of um, exotic foods and different kind of buildings that are different from ours. So I thought it was it was great to see a whole new side to, like, a different place through film. And that's mm, how absolutely. it shows how it shows how strong film can be by showing a different place. That's what I really like about watching foreign films, um, because it shows you uh, more of an open glimpse into the culture. Because a lot of times, if you watch American films that are set in like France or you know foreign places, it's like they show you the typical touristy things, and you don't really get to delve into what it's actually like in that culture specifically. So I think that's one of like my favorite parts about watching foreign films is you really get immersed in the world um, that the film is coming from, which I think is something that's definitely unique. And I'm really glad that this film incorporated it. Yeah. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. I'm your co-host, Kiefer Blakesley. And we have been talking with a special guest, the award-winning musician, Tom Chapin. Um, and we also talked about the film Ride Along. So right now we are talking with Kiefer about the foreign film, The Lunchbox. And it sounds like an incredible film about the relationship between two people that really don't know each other and create an amazing bond, um, which is awesome. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually so excited to see this movie. You don't even <laughs> understand. So uh, what did you think about the characters in this film? You see, with these kind of characters, again, you think, man, this has been done before. We have the man who's, since his, since one tragic event, totally balls up his emotions and is very depressed, and he does this and does that. And we have a wife that doesn't get enough attention. You're thinking, we've seen it before, but they do a whole new realm with these characters, and you actually, they make them identifiable. Like, with most films, with these characters, you... You can't very much relate to these films. And with one of these characters, I very much relate with this character, with Mr. Sarjan. And it's very well processed because, again, they haven't talked about it. And once they're actually talking about it, just through just notes, you see a, a whole process between these two characters. And it's a very strong character-wise. Mm-hmm. So I very much love these characters. Mm-hmm. And do you think that the actor Actors did a decent job portraying these fantastic characters. Decent is not the word for it. <laughs> it is amazing, and a lot of them are from, and they they are Indian culture and Hinduism, and that gets even better. And they're very they're very great portraying these characters, and I absolutely love these two actors, especially Ifrin Khan. I hate it when I don't know, I can't pronounce someone's name because I just feel like I'm not pronouncing their name right. So. But try my I'm best. I'm sure they'll forgive you. <laughs> Please forgive me, because I absolutely love your acting, Mr. Khan. <laughs> and um, Nimrit um, Kara, she's fantastic. And all the other characters, even the sporting characters, they're very well done portraying these characters. 
Yeah, a lot of times supporting uh, supporting roles are like some of the best, and they really they make the film what it is. Because if you think of the support of a house, I'm gonna get super metaphorical. The house <laughs> couldn't be built without the foundation and the support. So go supporting roles and people that win nominations for supporting roles because that's awesome. So yeah. it sounds like this film really just nails everything. Like, do did you have anything that you would change about it or any complaints about the film? Complaints. Um. Nothing I can keep in my okay. Well, this may be a little nitpick that most people would not wouldn't enjoy. There's at times where when we hear the screeching of a train, like mm-hmm. really like monotonous, kind of like when someone scratches a chalkboard, you kind of like cringe. Yeah. But that's but and then it still goes on even when they're in a silent room. It's still going on, and you think, oh, it's annoying. But after you watch, you think. No, I'm glad they kept it because it sets the atmosphere of how uncomfortable this scene is and how uncomfortable being in the train was scrunched in with all these people. So that could be a little nitpick, but still, I think it's it sets the mood. It's necessary. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So what age rating would you recommend this film for since it is a foreign film and not, you know, every kid or teenager would be necessarily into that? Well, from age point of view, I'll put 11 through 18 year olds. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like kids will be interested in this. Um, for, for most of the kids that I've met, I think they'll be very interested in looking at this culture. And there is some smoking and subject matters that they may not understand or they're not supposed to see at that kind of age. Absolutely. And, and how many stars do you give this film? I give this five out of five. five. Sorry. I give this <laughs> five out of five stars. <laughs> yes. It sounds like it. <laughs> great film. Definitely one of my favorite romantic films. So if you, you're a couple out there, or you're just a family wanting to watch a little bit of a romantic film, I say check it out. Absolutely, it definitely sounds like a film that's worth seeing, and you've totally sparked my interest. I cannot wait to see this movie. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be incredible. So guys, like Kiefer said, be sure to check out the Lunchbox. And Kiefer, thank you so much for telling me all about this wonderful movie. Always a pleasure. Of course. Well, let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. 
Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hello and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today... And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we were just interviewing John Chapin and um, John Wood on the musical careers and reviewing the films Right Along and The Lunchbox. Right now I am interviewing one of our new Kids First film critics, Haley Powell. And how are you doing, Haley? I'm doing great. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm glad that you're part of our new Kids First film critic family. I'm, it's we're happy to have you. Thank you. Welcome. So, let's get started. How did you get introduced to Kids First? Well, I'm currently an FTS news critic. So, Miss Nicole Butler introduced me to this. And so, I was like, hey, why not give it a try? <laughs> and then it turns out I love reviewing movies. It's cool. See... That's what my general reaction was. I want to just review movies and just watch them. And I hear you want to become a journalist or a broadcaster or even a director one of these days. Yeah. So is that one of the reasons you want to get into this kind of um, organization? Yeah, and writing reviews will really help my writing career. Yes, it will. In fact, just writing a review... Each time you do this, will just get you get you better at writing every single time you do it. And I believe you and I and some other critics um reviewed the movie Frozen. Oh yeah, that was awesome! I love that movie. Yeah, we got to see it in um, I believe Disney's um Disney lot, and which uh, Frozen is coming out so, um on DVD soon. So since that was one of your first movies you had to review, how did you enjoy the writing and video process of making a review? It was cool because I actually had to think about what am I going to write and what I'm not going to write that was very important out of the movie. And the video part was cool too because I get to talk to like people who want to hear me think about what I want to know about the movie. And that's what it's all about, just pretty much telling everyone your opinion. And do you think you have a strong opinion, Haley? Yeah. How strong? 
very strong because I like to watch movies a lot and I find the interesting points throughout the whole movie. And that's what we need in Kids First. So what did you enjoy most in um, writing or videotaping the review? My favorite part was talking because I love to talk about all the movies I reviewed, even though I only did a little bit, but it still counts. Yes. Believe me, just those one minute and 30 seconds of just talking about a movie can just go a long way in just how you feel about a film. Yeah. Yes. So I know you want to learn about writing and get better at um, videotaping and writing, but what are you most eager to learn about? Because this is a training process. I would like to learn about journalism and broadcasting because that's what I want to be when I grow up. So it's better to start now than later. Yes. Why do start now? Besides, at your young age, by the time you're about Raven or my age, you're going to be a pro at it. Yeah. Yes. So, what are you most excited about? Because I hear you want to interview the stars and see latest films, but what are you most excited about this whole journey? I'm most excited about watching different kinds of music. I mean, movies. Movies. <laughs> and why is that? It's because, like I said earlier, I love movies, and I especially love comedy movies, so I like to laugh. You know, I love to laugh, too, and to be honest, laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> well, well, listening to Voice America Kids Network, your co-host, Keefa Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today, we're talking about the films The Lunchbox and The Ride Along, and we'll be interviewing Tom... Chapin and John Wood on the musical careers. And right now I'm still talking with Haley, our new kids first one of our new kids first film critics, and how she loves movies and she loves comedies because she loves to laugh. And to be honest, laughing is just amazing. So what do you enjoy most about movies? Like what is the thing that really makes you love movies? All the entertainment. And all the speeches that people say, and mostly the phrases, because most of them are funny. Yes. But I also love all the animation and animated movies. I grew up with animated movies, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, all those. Those are pretty much like one of the best films. Those were awesome. They are awesome. They're great. So, hmm. What I hear one of your favorite movies is... Um, the spelling bee with P- Kiki Palmer. Yeah, Aquila and the Bee. Aquila like and that- the Bee. There yeah, I like that movie because I love spelling bees and I love to spell, write, and speak. Uh, well, I'm not the best at spelling, but I actually watched that film and I very much enjoyed the film. And what made that film really enjoyable for you? Like, what made that your favorite film out of all the films you've seen? It's because. In that movie, Aquila had a coach to practice for a different spelling bees, even though she had no support from her family in the beginning. So she kept practicing and practicing, and she found out new ways in how to practice and spell easier. And then throughout the whole movie, her family starting is starting to get more supportive on her because they see how well she spells. And it's kind of 
good to spell that good from a girl from a poor neighborhood. <laughs> so she goes to this um, big spelling bee and she wins because she's a great speller. So her mom was like, wow, my baby's awesome. <laughs> now see, I imagine you actually doing that in kids first. I hear you going like, I want to keep better in writing, and since your family supports you, we're going to support you. We're going to keep, we're going to make sure you're going to do great written, written and video reviews. And soon, you're going to be famous enough that, that I hope you still talk to us when you're famous. Perfect. Perfect. I like that. We'll keep, we'll make sure we'll keep, we'll, we'll keep progress on that. And when you do become famous, make sure that um, Kiefer, Jerry, and um, all the people at Kids First helps you there, right? Right. Right. <laughs> well, what is what else did um is anyone else interested in your family about kids first? I believe your sister and not sisters. I believe other people in your family wanted to um join kids first. Well, actually, they're my cousins, and they also joined kids first, and they also loved into I mean review movies. So when you when you're going to watch a film, I bet you have people to actually talk to now. You have, hey, did you see that film? No, but I saw this film. Oh, we saw that film. So you can kind of collaborate on different ideas. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. That's correct. I like how you said that. Thank you. You're welcome. So what else in kids first say way to learn about? Because I know you want to learn a journalism, but is there anything that, that really is important that you want to learn about? I would like to have a voice to help represent children all over who want quality media and programming from kids from a kid's point of view. Because I know kids want to know what movies are about when they don't see it on commercials, but they still want to know. And that's why we that's why you're here. And that's why all of us are here, because we're here to talk about movies from a child's point of view. And to be honest, I think that's one of the most strong point of views that we have in here. So, and judging by this interview, I hear, I know you have a great voice. So. Thank you. You're welcome. So, how would you experience in Kids First? Like, how, what can you describe about Kids First right now? I think Kids First is an awesome film critic. It's an awesome film critic. company awesome. ah. it's an awesome film critic company because all the young people who review movies and videotape them so they could be shown to the world and that's what's important and i'm glad you very much enjoy our family and make sure and i hope i hear from you mo once more on this radio show and you are a wonderful film critic and i can't wait to see more of you Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. This has been for joining our program for Kids First Coming Attractions to watch uh, video reviews on the latest film and DVD releases and to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic just like Haley here. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you are listening to Voice America Kids Network. Thank you very much. 
thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.